You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Adam and uh, Zach Hyman just continues to grow and evolve uh, you know, even as he gets a little bit older, like we were discussing this on the DFO rundown. And, you know, when you look at free agent signings in the last few years, there's Panarin has lived up to his in New York. He's, you know, he really changed that team in an essence, gave him a legit superstar, has been very good. Petrangelo for Vegas and Zach Hyman for the Edmonton owners. Like there's not a lot of really home runs in free agency, but Hyman's won. Yeah, you know what? I, I completely agree, Jason. When they made the deal, I knew a little bit about Hyman as far as, you know, what the stats uh, tell you and and the games that you'd see him play. But what struck me was after um, when he left was Maple Leaf fans talking about uh, quality as a person, quality as a player, the whole, him being the whole package. Now, you're paying for goals, assists, points, and what happens on the ice. The rest is a bonus. We know he's a really interesting guy. He's an author. He's into esports, ownership, and all that. But he's way better than I, than I knew he was. I thought he was a, you know, I looked at his numbers, and you see him once in a while. I thought he was a try-hard, get-it-done-sometimes guy, a 20-goal guy. Well, <laughs> that was the bottom end for him. I mean, look at what he's done since coming here. You looked at the contract when he first signed it in term and dollar, and you're thinking, hmm, they must know something that I don't. He's he's a bargain right now. And he could get 50, um, even and even if he doesn't, if it's 40-something, too bad. That's awful good. How many 40-goal guys are there in the league, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's, and it's really how he plays the game. He's an honest player. You know what? Uh, smart player. You know, there's lots of people that thought he was a defensive liability. I didn't necessarily agree with that uh, early on. I think he's a pretty reliable player. Um, but but right now, it's just it's his evolution of how he scores. And I think he's a great example for, for people that, you know, he isn't just okay, like stand in front of the net. There's obviously you want to go to the net. That's that's something that gets repeated. And that's where that's where the puck eventually goes. So if you go to where the puck is, usually you're going to get rewarded. But it's not just about going to the net. It's about, you know, for him, he, I, I talked to him last week about it. And he said for him, he's working on his backhand. He scored, I think, the second most backhand goals in the NHL last year. He works on that. And he really works on... What can he do in front to get the goalie moving? Because once you get the goalie moving, well, now you have more openings, right? And he's clearly, he's finding ways to become a better goal scorer, even though it doesn't say he's a natural goal scorer. Because I think some of us, when we assume natural goal scorers, we think big shots, right? Austin Matthews, Ovechkin, Stamkos, Drysaddle's yep. one-timer. But Hyman, to me, I would call him a natural in-tight goal scorer. Yeah, I agree. You know what he reminds me of? It's It's... It's almost like he presents his stick. He gets in front, but he doesn't just go there to crash and bang, whether it's a skip marking where he wants the stone or another sport where you see a guy, here's where I want, you know, here's where I want the ball. He presents that stick and something happens when the puck gets there. If your stick is tied up or it's on the behind of the goal line because you're in front just trying to raise hell uh, as a guy setting a screen, you don't necessarily put the puck in the net. But when you look at some of his deflections, some of his tips, and some of his bar down goals that he's been getting lately, he presents the stick. And a guy like Connor McDavid can damn sure find it. If he can see it, 
he can find it. And that's why the puck's going into the net. So, yeah, he's subtly, I think he's got more skill, even if he doesn't have the big shot that a lot of people thought he had when he came here. Fair. Um, when you look at the uh, the goaltending situation, uh, are you playing Pickard? He's going to play one of these three games on the road trip. Are you playing him tonight? You playing him Tuesday? So where are you playing him? Or sorry, tomorrow, not tonight. You know, I was looking. I was looking at the schedule, Jason, because I heard you talking about it. Um, to me, it is the, and maybe coaches would disagree, and maybe you'd disagree. For me, when we're talking about how many how many games do we want Stuart Skinner to play? Uh, and you look later on with the back-to-backs and that sort of thing. I think rest is the most important thing um, for him. Chicago is the easiest game, so you could say Pickard. Can't they beat if they can't beat him with Pickard? There's something wrong. But for me, with the days off that that were between Philly and Ottawa, and now a couple more days off before the Chicago game. Uh, Skinner should be rested. Put him in there and have him win the game and now make it eight in a row. Put him in against Detroit, have him win the game. Um, I don't know about Montreal. I don't know about Toronto, but I want to look at the starter and see where he's at and, and if he's tired or not. You know what? You have to trust your player. I say this and I know people say, well, I'm good coach. I'm good. I think a, a kid like Skinner is smart enough to say, coach, yeah, uh, you know, I I can take a night off. Um, I'd play him in Chicago. After that, I don't know. But he's had enough rest now. There's no reason why he's tired for the Blackhawks, even though they should be an easy mark given their record and given all their injuries. Yeah, I don't think it's about fatigue now. There's no reason. It's more about on the season. He's already made 26 starts. Right, and if you look, the orders play thirty-seven yep. games in the final seventy-three days, and you know I, I, I've crunched all the numbers. So let's say he plays twenty-three of those thirty-seven. Right, uh, that's up to fifty. Yep. That's up to forty-nine starts, and uh, they have nine games left here. If he has any more than six of these final nine, well, now you're over fifty-five, fifty-six on the season, and that's the number where it becomes just historically not very good for goalies. And that's where, to me, it's not about is he tired now. It's about I'm looking over the course of the whole season, and especially because they have such a condensed schedule, I think you might have to rest them more then because of that. So uh, I want to see if Pickard can be a guy here in the next bit. Like, I'm playing Pickard one of the next two. I don't really care if it's Chicago or Detroit, but I would I would lean to Chicago only because I think it's the easiest game, and no offense to Pickard. I can give my goalie rest while still giving my team the best chance to win. Yep. That's Chicago for me. You know what? Fair comment. Um, I haven't minded Picker. The thing is, and I don't know whether it was you and I talking or when I was talking to somebody else, there's just something about the way he plays that doesn't doesn't instill confidence. Uh, You know, he makes the save, but sometimes he looks a little shaky. For me, Jason, but if as long as you get it done, but but for me, it's the old saying, um, you know, make hay while the sun shines. And I want to win a bunch of games now. Yeah, the games at the end are going to be important, but they've just now barely crawled back into a playoff spot. Uh, You know, after scrambling and scraping and climbing, you know, 
you're going to need to rest Skinner. I get it. And maybe I'm the, maybe I'd make a mistake by putting it off too long, but I want to win as many games. I want to be more secure than the Oilers are now before I really start trying to spot Skinner. And if that means down the road, when I know I'm in, I might drop a position in the playoffs, but I'm in the playoffs. I'm okay with that. Hmm. Interesting. And, um, how long do you think, uh, is it until they lose a game before, uh, you know, he switches? Because Chris Knobloch basically admitted eventually he's going to switch the second line, right? Like he thinks Ryan McLeod's going to go back to center. How much longer? Like is it is it right up until the All-Star break and then after the break they switch it? What do you think happens there? You know, your guess is as good as mine. I was always, I've been hoping that, um, McLeod uh, and Dreisaitl and Fogel could stay together, uh, be productive and stay together. I like the option it provides. And it also, uh, when you look at, you look down at the third line, it's no good having McLeod up if he's not producing. But right now he looks comfortable, he looks productive, and he looks confident. That third line, you know, we're talking about maybe Holloway. Well, not maybe Holloway in a couple of days or a week. He's going to have to play some down there. And that was delayed uh, with the uh, flood problem in one of the rinks that the uh, Condors are going to play in. He needs to get some games in down there. Does he feel comfortable? Well, he might quicker than we think. He, I mean, he played in the middle at Wisconsin. I know it's been a while, but... If McLeod can stay there, keep him there. There's no need to move him because you think he's a third liner. Uh, I'm playing him on that second line as long as he's productive. I know you want to find some place for Evander Kane. Um, there's other questions to be answered, but I'm leaving McLeod there as long as they're productive, un- unless Leon Dreisaitl throws the coach the look about can I have some more help, please, um, or has that conversation behind closed doors. McLeod's playing well. Why would you why would you tinker with it at this point? That's totally valid. Rubes, have a good one. We will chat with you on Thursday. Okay. See you, Jace.